had just one purpose in this life, one goal, and it took me 45 years to get it. I never even thought about anything else. Nothing compared to the money. You're listening to Come and Take It, written by Beth Webster, performed by Ken Webster, produced by Make Every Media. This is Chapter One. My father, old Ben, he made me work for every penny. Watch me like a hawk. Threatened to take me out of his will for the smallest infraction. I couldn't breathe, let alone go through any of the normal dog piles of shit people just naturally step in while growing up. I had to do it all his way. Right schools, right sports, football, of course. And even my marriage. I did it all. Hell, I even worked for the bastard. I wanted everything he had. Played his game perfectly for 45 years. Hell, that bastard just wouldn't die. When he finally did, not one tear was shed by anyone. It surprised me a little. Everyone else was faking it just like me. He got a little respect, though, being that old Ben was a legend, the last of the Texas Wildcatters. He lived his life like a glorified gypsy. When one luxury hotel got tired of his debauched ass, he just moved to another. Why, his social skills were so legendary, new terms had to be invented to explain his behavior. I mean, here's a perfect example. He met my poor mother when he was 45, and she was a 21-year-old, wet-behind-the-ears sales girl in Neiman Marcus. She was wed and pregnant by him all in a month of exceptional wooing. The wedding was held at the Shamrock Hilton. Well, that hotel is gone. Now it's a parking lot. But at the time, it was grand. Houston's social event of the season. She was snapped up by the swells of Houston and then quickly abandoned when the baby boy was born. The poke and out. She didn't know what hit her. Here's another old Ben classic. He had a long-suffering business partner, his only brother, Sam. Well, in a very short time, always the case with Ben, there was a falling out. As always, it made him mad. This time, he moved fast. He destroyed Sam's marriage by sleeping with his wife. It was just that simple. He waited a while, and when Sam was drunk and broke, he bought Sam's house and burned it down. That move became known as giving burn notice. Lots of people were afraid of Ben, and I was one of them. You might think I'm a crazy son of a bitch putting up with this crap. But when he finally kicked the bucket at 96, I inherited $120 million. Yeah, that makes sense now, don't it? I got to say, and this goes against every morality tale and needle-pointed pillow you've ever heard or seen, but I was happy I gave up half my life for this windfall. That kind of money... What a sense of freedom. I could do whatever I wanted. First thing on the agenda, I sold our family's brand to myself and burned it. Replaced it with a horny toad insignia. People knew what I was doing and they congratulated me. 
Next up, I gave my 18-year-old son, my 18-year-old trophy son, a huge trust fund. No waiting around for him. I wanted to see what a guy like me would do with all that money. I envisioned him traveling the world, having wild escapades with gorgeous, scantily clad teenagers of every race, creed, and color. No strings attached on this golden opportunity. Well, that dumb shit disappointed me so completely, I couldn't even look at him. All that money, all that freedom, and he chooses to be a computer gamer inside his condo. I had to give up on him. Moved on to my next victim, his mother, my ex-wife, June. This is exaggerating just a bit, but she was chosen by my father as the brood mare. She was beautiful and smart, came from a good family. Hell, she could sire his grandson. I might have liked her myself if I hadn't been pushed into it. No doubt she got a raw deal and I was gonna make it up to her. Took her out to a nice dinner. We had a good time. It went like this. How's that kid of ours? Shrug. Don't ask. <laughs> she could still laugh. Perfect time to slide a check for $5 million across the table. She studied the check and said, So that's what I'm worth. And walked out. No, thank you, darling. Nothing. I deserve that. But it stung a bit. After getting that triumph under my belt, I went on to my mother. This was going to be even harder. Before she even poured the tea, I handed her a check for $10 million. For some reason, that gesture put me in such a generous mood, I forgave her. Finally, for getting the two of us into that unholy, embarrassing mess with my father... We sat down and had the first civil conversation of our entire lives. I guess by now you have figured out that I'm quite a shit. I know it. But now that I've got what I want, I'm trying to be nice. Having tea with my mother. Looks good on paper. When I asked her, so what are you going to do with the money? Well, that right there is the moment my life took a steep turn to the left, straight into its chapter two. She stunned me. She made me kind of sorry I never spoke to her before. She said she was going to put that pile of cash in with the rest of her money for what she knew she could accomplish now. And thank you very much. She actually hugged the check. I said to her, what the hell are you talking about? She insisted in a way that still gives me the chills that she was finally going to get the Alamo flag back for Texas. Really? I said. She looked me right in the eye and said, Yes, sir, and with your help. She told me to shut up and poured more tea. I hate tea. Of a new series from Make Every Media's Podcast Hatchery. 
If you'd like to hear more of this show, you can pledge your support at patreon.com slash makeeverymedia. That is literally the only way we can keep telling this story. You can check out some of our other media hatchlings at makeeverymedia.com. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.